Hey, Survivor. Welcome to episode 17 of the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Today, I'm going to talk to you about 10 signs of a narcissist at work. I can't wait to help you see the signs. Let's dive in. Hey, Survivor. Welcome to the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Do you want to disconnect from a narcissistic or toxic situation and heal? Are you Googling how to identify a narcissist, narcissistic abuse, and boundaries? Are you feeling stressed and lonely while trying to avoid being sucked back in and lied to again? Hey, I'm Leslie. As a busy wife and mom, I fell for the lies and manipulations of narcissists. I wasted my time, talents, and money on users who kept moving the goalposts. I wanted real relationships and business opportunities and to enjoy life with my family. Instead, I struggled with anxiety, panic attacks, and insomnia, and I couldn't trust my body or anybody until I took a holistic approach to healing. In this podcast, you'll find tips for healthy living, trauma healing, and boundaries so that you'll have the freedom, confidence, and inner peace to respond, not react, after narcissistic abuse. Take a deep breath in, let it out slowly, and just relax this time's for you. Narcissists are everywhere, across all industries, at all levels. And depending on the degree of narcissism that you're dealing with, this could disrupt your productivity at work or interfere with your ability to earn a living and take care of yourself or take care of your family and even compromise your health and well-being. So it's important to be able to know the signs of a narcissist at work so that you can more quickly identify, navigate, and heal from this type of insidious behavior on the job. Here are 10 signs of a narcissist at work. One is that it feels like too much too soon, i.e. love bombing. This could include whining and dining you if you're, say, new on the job, for example, or after hours and asking prompting questions for you to download and then sitting back and listening to you spill all kinds of information about yourself without sharing very much themselves. They'll want to know who you know, what you know, your career path or your aspirations, your thoughts and feelings about the company, your background, your life story, your likes and interests, how smart you are, maybe get a better feel for or get a look at your personal style, what your weaknesses are, your hurts, hangups, and habits. Number two, they'll attack your weaknesses. Say, if you've shared some things that you feel insecure about, maybe you're struggling with your weight or you're not happy with some of your facial features or possibly unhappy in a relationship that you're currently in, they may take little digs at your esteem in the form of backhanded comments, kind of passive aggressive style that kind of leave you feeling funny or shifting in your seat. Things that don't sit well with you, either during the conversation or after when you've had a chance to process things. Number three, they may try too hard to relate, but display kind of an ignorance of key things. If you are really into fashion and you have a favorite designer that you love to wear, they may pretend to have an interest in that designer, but when they share insights or make comments about it, it becomes apparent that they're not really that knowledgeable about the brand. Or you may have a favorite destination. Maybe you like to travel a lot. They may try to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you or kind of one-up you in terms of travel and experiences that way. 
or just flat out copy you. They may start dressing like you. They may start shopping at your favorite stores or ask you where you get things for your home in an attempt to emulate the things that you are doing to show your personal style. Number four, they may charm others. Narcissists can be very charming, especially with higher ups on the job. They may add energy and spice to win favor amongst their coworkers or bosses while abusing others behind the scenes. Number five, they may lie. You may possibly even catch them in a lie. You may shrug it off or walk away, not really grasping what's happening, and they may deny it later. Oh, I never said that. Oh, no, that that's not what I meant. And put you in a state of confusion as to what you heard, what you saw, and that can create some inner turmoil. Number six, they may overstate their qualifications or brag about things that they've done, accomplishments at other companies, previous positions, and or take credit for others' hard work, say if they're working with people cross-functionally or heading up a team. They may suck up all the credit in meetings with the higher-ups to win favor, but really the reports were the ones doing the heavy lifting. Number seven. They may withhold resources at work. This could include manpower, data, or some other information, and do so in an attempt to maybe punish or sabotage your efforts to do your job and make you look incompetent. Number eight, they may show a lack of emotional control. They may be really hot-headed lose their temper, bark orders at reports, or snap at peers, have fits of rage, come across disrespectfully, rude, and leave you and others feeling confused, feeling conflicted, maybe even feeling intimidated without any sense of remorse. Number nine, blame shifting, not having any accountability. Everything's everyone else's fault. This didn't get done because of so-and-so. Oh, so-and-so's just completely incompetent. I don't know what to do with them. And number 10, smearing. If you are not falling in line with the desires of the narcissist, which have a lot to do with control, and you deviate from their desire to know everything about everyone and to control everyone's moves or relationships, either cross-functionally or within the context of the team, then they may smear your name. Oh, she's not very friendly. Oh, they didn't want to join us for lunch. I guess we're just not good enough. They may plant those seeds on the job that there's something wrong with you. There may not be anything that comes of it in the moment, but the seeds are being planted, that there's a reason that people need to keep an eye on you and your behavior and that you're antisocial and that you might not be a good fit or that you may think that you're better than everybody else. When in fact, it's that gut feeling, that funny feeling that you have that something's off with this person that makes you kind of want to be a little bit more guarded and cautious in how you move in and around the organization, especially where they're involved. What do you do? Number one, you can gray rock, be bland, 
boring, blah, not show any emotion or reaction and feed into the behavior. Number two, document, document, document. (laughs) That's three. You can document even in front of them. You know what? Just take some notes quietly and not say anything at all and watch them squirm. Three, keep your focus on the bottom line, focused on the business as opposed to manipulating or trying to manage the perception of others. Number four, you can take partners around and in spite of them. Number five, you can cultivate your own relationships with colleagues at work, also outside of work with people in social situations. Dealing with narcissists at work can be exhausting, frustrating, stressful, and just annoying. You work hard, you're passionate about what you do, you have goals, dreams of rising up in the org possibly, or leveraging your experience as well as your education to do bigger things. Just know that the narcissist on the job, their exposure is imminent. The lies, sometimes their addictions, their lack of qualifications, the stress that they feel from the lies being told, the insecurity as they interact with others is going to give them away. Now, you may transfer or leave just because you've had it, or they may mess up or mismanage and get fired, or they may play the HR system and make arrangements to take a leave of absence due to some kind of illness or some such as that in order to save face. Ultimately, it's your call. You have to ask yourself, how do you feel in your position? Do you feel safe? Do you feel supported? Do you feel seen, heard, respected? Do the core values of the org align with yours? Remember, if you don't like how you're being treated, it may be time to beat it. If this podcast has helped you understand who and what you're dealing with, sharpen your discernment, and move forward on your healing journey, share it with another survivor. Help me help others by leaving a review for the show. And let's connect on social. Take a screenshot, share it in your IG stories, find and tag me at The Vibrant Survivor, and I'll share your post too. I look forward to connecting with you on IG and seeing you back here. You're not alone and you're not crazy. Know who you're dealing with, know who you are. Take care and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye-bye.